I, w- I want you to know the the length that we go to to record this show. It's um, just gone seven o'clock in the morning, and mm. it's like a breakfast show today. Uh, and uh, I know that makes no difference to you if you're listening to a podcast because you can you can just listen whatever time of the day you like. But it's being recorded on the the morning, and so we don't know the result yet. But it's being recorded on the morning that uh, we get our own version of what well, might get political here. Of Donald Trump in office. Uh, yeah, today's <laughs> the day. For all those that are saying, what? New Prime Minister Day. <laughs> New Prime Minister Day. And we don't know the score yet. No. I have no idea. Uh, I would imagine it's going to be 1-0 to somebody. Yeah. Mm. So I've decided whatever happens, on, honestly, it's this political situation has become just a farce. <sighs> and I've decided that you and I are going to run for... Uh, I- I'm going, yeah. For presidency. Yeah. yeah. I mean, never mind Prime Ministership. I'd, I'd get rid of all that. Um, President President Mullins, I think um, I can see it on a bus. I can I can see your battle bus. Vote for Mullins. Vote Mullins. What? what and I'd like to be your chief of staff. I've always fancied that position. Um, but I think the first thing we should do, never mind policies and all that stuff, and sorting out all these really important things like like well, look, having a job and education and and Europe, dare I mention it, and so on and so forth. I think we need a great big <laughs> off aeroplane. Yeah, we need, uh, absolutely. Yeah. We need Fuji Force One. Fuji Force One. <laughs> Huge, great big. It's all red and the um, what is the what's the, what the officially the the, the turquoisey colour that we. Do you know? know. I, I know that I know the values of it to put into Photoshop. Ma- mauve? <laughs> no, it's not mauve. I don't know. Purple. Oh, good heavens, man! But know. we need this aeroplane and needs to have those colours <laughs> on it. Fuji and Fuji Force One. I fitted with all the best cameras. I'm just going to get in that aeroplane and go as far as it'll go, as far as it'll take me. <laughs> what would your first policy be? My first policy yeah. would be that people who want to be politicians when they're growing up will uh, immediately could never be politicians. Oh, right. That would be it. Oh. I would ban it. Is that the only policy you've got? That, but that would sort out the entire world. Well, yeah, that's true. Anybody with political agenda can... So mm. that, that is it. If you fancy voting for that, just uh, just let us know. The Fujicast. Right. I think we cut off the first the there the the, the we missed her saying the Fuji cast. Ah. Uh, That's the first thing I would ban. Fujicast. Talking over the lady that says the Fuji cast. Yes. That would be a policy. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so I know that seems a bit so now you've worked out. Oh yeah, I'm gonna show you these in a second. <laughs> I'll show you those in a second. So now you've worked out exactly um, what day this was recorded on last week <laughs> we are it's a bit like cup final day early in the morning last week yeah early in the morning last week it's a bit like cup final day without actually knowing the score mm, yeah but we kind of know what the score is going to be yeah it's a little bit like cup final day when Manchester United are playing Newport County or something <laughs> it's it's a pretty much a foregone conclusion okay whether you want the, the result to go that way is another another thing this week, thank you to our friends at Simpler Straps for letting us give away a simpler camera strap each to our favourite email questions of the week. Great thing about Simpler is that they are proportioned and made for smaller pro-grade cameras. Max function, minimal bulk, and they'll look great on Fuji Force One. <laughs> we'll, we'll have all our cameras be hanging yeah. along the, you know, along, yes. Um, also, today, your questions about anything Fujifilm or photography-related, technical, artistic, business, personal. It doesn't have to be wedding. We keep saying this. Um, and it doesn't have to be Fuji. Um, we do have the self-indulgent minute. It was quite interesting in the in the uh, the world famous Facebook group. Now, thank hey, we you. We got we got like yeah. two hundred and fifty people in there. I know. Now. I'm really really happy yeah. with that. I know Very some cool. sort of um, 
influences. Uh, other influences would say, well, I get that in a second. But actually, we're quite proud of that. So yeah. thank you very much for being a part of that group. Yeah. I noticed that uh, when you put in that thing saying, is there anything you would take out? <laughs> People said, take out the self-indulgent minute. Yeah. But but actually, we're going to continue with it for just a little while because, you know, it's a nice way of saying thank you to people that do take the time maybe we just won't call it self-indulgent maybe we'll just call it minute minute <laughs> <laughs> do you think that will slip past the radar then nobody will notice then yeah, yeah. be like politics they'll not notice we'll uh, just repackage it yeah we'll just call it something else fuji force one <laughs> oh yes and this came and you just spotted this um steve brand you are an absolute star he's a legend isn't i he? know hello again glad you approved of the mugs and i think i detected a little hint about questions <laughs> <laughs> being the lifeblood of the show as another podcast catchphrase did you did i say that well i'm not sure i don't think i've heard you say it for at least no. five minutes <laughs> i'm sure if i was supposed to take the bait i'd just run up some cheap and cheerful coasters to go with the mugs very hurried efforts in brackets but you get the idea work permitting i'll see you in brighton i do hope so steve we owe you a we owe you a beer definitely yeah so look it's done some coasters questions are the lifeblood of the show oh one. brilliant and then there's the kevin mullins and neil james the fuji cars yeah. one. There so look, there's one for your mug oh look at that oh they're rubber as well yeah Hey, thank you, Steve. Perfect. Very kind. Perfect, perfect. So, Steve, I'm going to put you on the the good guy pile. Yeah. Which is just over there. Yeah. It's quite a small pile, but... <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, shall I launch with a question? Go, go, I, go. I noticed that well, you're doing your paperless thing, and you've got to dig into the... Yeah. You've got to dig into the screen, so I'll go yep. first. Um, this is from um, Sharon Powell Gill. Hi, guys. Loving the podcast. Look forward to it every week. Following on from your recent gas discussion... And I thought this is very relevant because um, you're about to um, to leave on a jet plane soon. Um, <laughs> yes, I wondered how much kit you take when you're when you're travelling on holiday. In 2017, I only had an XT2 and a 1655 28 in Bali, and I love the portability. However, recently I've acquired an XT3. Good for you, 50 to 140. Yes, a little bit heavier, of course, as well as 23 and 56 Prime. So I decided to take those and a tripod. Blimey, you went big on this one, as well as a flash, a small LED light, a breakfast table, <laughs> a small light car. No, I'm making this up now. They all fitted um, in an airport-style roller bag, which uh, which which was a, a pain to lug around for this year's holiday. I use the XT3 and the 1655 yeah. all the time, yeah. and the XT2 and the 5140 for about five shots yeah i once um i used the tripod once to experiment with star photography the rest was unused but i'd taken it as it, it fitted the airport style roller bag mm. well don't just you know i always say don't don't try just to take as much stuff to fit the airport style roller bag because you you know if you if some of those dividers which i know kevin's allergic to are not being used then you can always stuff some extra underwear in there or something, mm, some you? socks some socks yeah you don't have to fit an extra lens in there so i guess the question is what do you take to uh aviva spania x70 that's it isn't it pretty much unless actually that's no that's true that's not true actually so i um last year i had to take gfx system and everything because i was i was doing oh, some yeah, testing with it yeah. but normal like x70 is the thing that i take everywhere uh, so this year my plan is to take x70 and xt3 but purely the xt3 really is because i i want to do some filming while i'm there and also i like to do the star stuff as well and I, mm. i've been sent a um this eight 
8 to 16 mil, I think it's Viltrox, I think is the company, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, but it's like a um, manual focus, super wide. I mean, you can... Hang on a minute, is, 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 this, a, warning, warning. is this an old lens? No, no, the, the, it's a brand I mean, new lens, but it's oh, a manual right. focus, third-party lens. All right. And it's... Um, Otherwise, we were going to have to run the... Um, have you got it here? No. All right, I was going to run the Geiger counter across it. Oh, I see. No, for, no, no. Following no. That, you know. oh, we've been told off, but we've been, we've been put right about that several times. Oh, I've got the email, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and don't forget Steve Vaughan's rant about it as well in the Facebook group. <laughs> Because Steve is a chemist, you know. Oh, I didn't actually see that rant. Yeah, actually, it's pre- we're going right off a tangent here, but it's pretty similar to, to the email. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take that 8 to 16 thing. Because, uh, is it 8 to 16 or 8 to 11? I, I, I don't know, but mm. basically I can see my feet and my eyebrows at the same time in that with that <laughs> lens. <laughs> and where where we go in Spain, the uh, the stars are... You can, you can see the... Um, what's that thing they call that you can see, like, in the stars? The... Um, Milky Way? Milky Way. Yeah. You can see that with your naked eye bit, just about. Really? Yeah, and so you Because there's no light pollution at all there. Zero. And yeah. you... And you are literally in the middle of nowhere. We're in the desert, yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, five miles away, there's one of the, the big European space um, uh, observatories. It's, oh, is it? There, yeah, oh, okay. and it's at the same level as us as well. So it's you know with one of the massive telescopes, huge, huge, huge. Yeah, right. three of them. Right. And we, uh, so yeah, I like doing that. And the only problem I have with it is that I can only do it when everybody's gone to bed because that's when the lights go out in the house. Mm. And that means I'm outside with all the creepy crawlies and the spiders and the snakes and, <laughs> I, the, and, and they've got the, wild boar and all sure, sorts. I remember, I remember the pictures in last year. You you were finding creepy crawlies everywhere. Tarantulas. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, scorpions. Gemma woke up with a scorpion on her chest. No. Yep. Yep. She really? screamed. She screamed. Well, I think I would. <laughs> yeah. And actually, the smaller the scorpion is, the worse they are, isn't yeah. it? That's the rule. Yeah. I mean, these are Mediterranean scorpions and Mediterranean tarantulas Does that mean well, they're a bit so more laid back? Yeah, they're a little kind of... They, hey. They'd kill a cat, but they, right. they'd probably... They'd cause a lot of pain, well, but they, nice. they wouldn't... No, 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 absolutely. no, no, no. Um, so, oh, oh, did you hear... I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute, because we are digressing quite a lot, <laughs> but there's a great Australian story of the wedding photographer with the... Um, uh, would it be the what's the brown snake they have there oh I've forgotten the name of it now anyway continue our conversation with what you would take on holiday so that'll be it XT2 but what lens XT3 XT3 but uh, what lens uh, I'll take that that, vil- that 8 to 16 just thing. that lens no 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 I'll take I'm going to take my 10-24 and I'm going to take the 16-55 right okay just because I'm going to do filming with it I'm not going to be do- taking it for still what's the main one you're going to use for filming X70 yeah yeah Okay, but no, no. What lens? Oh, for filming. Sorry, um, the uh, sixteen fifty-five. Probably. All oh, right, you use that mainly yeah. for filming, do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. For for what vlogs but, and things like that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just for the YouTube stuff, which I haven't done anything for months. But mm. I I will also take my because I want to do the star stuff. Mm. I'll have to take a little tripod, but I won't take a tripod. I'll take my little Manfrotto Pixie. Oh, that tiny thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Um, I've been, you, you know, uh, the Gorilla Pod, and there's a, mm. a smaller version of it. Mm. Be very careful about them because actually um, one of the legs fell off. Oh. And the camera just went poof to the floor. So you've got to be very, uh, not, not, the, not the big Gorilla Pod. Yeah. They're hard for those things to come off, I would have thought. God, yeah, I was surprised. But I mind this one's been, 
I have to say this one's probably it got a bit brittle because you've got to be careful if you take these 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 pods to all sorts of places. It's been to Africa. Uh, yeah. I've left it out all day long doing mm. a, a long time lapse in the heat. Yeah. Which probably wasn't very good for the camera. No. It's been in, in Norway up the top of a mountain yeah. in really sub-freezing temperatures. Yeah, it's, it's probably got so a bit damaged. It's probably yeah. got a bit damaged. A tripod with only two legs is useless. Yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, as far as, uh, as as your holiday is concerned, then that's that's quite light gear then, isn't it? Yeah, the lighter yeah. the better. I, yeah. I, you know, I, it's... You wouldn't take a 50 to 140? No. Mm. And I wouldn't take a big tripod and stuff. But, but uh, you know, I, I'm not into landscapes and stuff. If I was into landscapes and all that kind of stuff... I might take a 50 oh, to 140. But for, I will yeah. also be taking my drone and um, Are you? my I thought you'd sold Osmo... It. DJI Osmo thing. Right, okay. No, I, I, I've still got my drone. Oh, um, I've lent mine to somebody, and I can't remember who. It weren't me. It wasn't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I did, I've lent mine out, and I need it, and I, I can't remember who I've given it to. It definitely wasn't me. What one is it? DJI? Is it DJI? It's that Mavic. Mavic. Which Mavic? Air? Um, or Pro? Pro. I don't know. I've got Mavic Air. All right. So well, it's definitely not I don't me. have anything at the moment. Yeah, so I'm going to take that, and I'll just take my um, Osmo Pocket which right. is uh, that little handheld um, 4K device thing. So the... So um, they all go in my hand luggage. Yeah, they'll... Uh, yeah. Easily. Uh, with dividers? No dividers. No, obviously not. No, it'll just rattle around. Yeah, yeah. Um, the story about the Australian, we were talking about creepy crawlers and stuff. Um, a story came out this week about the Australian uh, photographer. And I remembered it because I was in church the other day covering a wedding. Not that I, you know, yeah, I don't really go to church. I mean, I'll probably go to church more times than my friends. Yeah, every Saturday. <laughs> every Saturday. Yeah. I'm a regular church guy. Yeah. But there was a there was a massive great big spider. Uh, what do they call them? There, is it a harvest spider? What, whatever they call Anyway, it's a huge thing. It was as big as a saucer. And, uh, all right, maybe not quite so big as that. And it was crawling down. I think I've had a story like this recently where I was, where I was you know, um, photographing the actual ceremony and one was right, right next to me as I, I could see at the corner of my eye. I'm not that bothered about spiders, but it did remind me, and this thing was trying to, so it was going towards my bag. Oh. And uh, it reminded me of the, the Australian story I heard of the, the photographer, um, who wedding photographer, who midway through a service, um, uh, dived into his bag to get another lens out and saw the dividers, reason for not having dividers probably, saw the dividers move. And um, he thought, oh, what's that? And um, a snake had got into the bag and it oh. co- coiled itself underneath all the dividers and around and come back on, on, onto the lens. And it, it, just, it had just done a weave around the, the bottom of his bag. And he went in. To, to get one of his lenses and it was uh, now what do they call it it was Australian brown Some, somebody from Australia please we have like a, a corn snake or something no 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 they're well, really dangerous that, oh, the, well, the corn snakes are bad yeah um, uh, oh, let me look it up quickly uh, eastern brown eastern, snake eastern brown eastern the most brown. deadliest snake yes. of them all yeah highly venomous snake of um, uh, of uh, was in central Australia and, and southern New Guinea um, oh I don't God. know if it's the most deadly. I, I thought well, there was another says, one. Like, I thought the ta- Taipan was the most deadly. But Australia's, yeah, but do they have Taipan in Australia? Yeah, oh yeah. All oh, right. okay. Oh yeah, you, in, inland Taipan, I think they have in Australia. Well, it does say there, Australia's deadliest snake, the eastern brown snake. Yeah, well, it is, yeah, it's not a nice one to meet on no. a dark night. Though. Well, I wouldn't put my hand <laughs> in my bag for that. No chance. <laughs> well, he didn't know it was there. I had photographed the rest of it on my phone. Well, he, <laughs> <laughs> see, he saw this snake. And um, I, I don't know about you or, uh, you or I might have sort of screamed and thrown the bag across the church or something. But he said, no, I, I put the, this is how cool Australians are. Yeah. I, I'll put the, um, the lid down. I just zipped it up. 
put it to one side and got on and just photographed the rest of the wedding. Cracked open a tinny. <laughs> yeah. Why well, is your Australian? Mine's, mine's not great, but your one sounds like a pirate Australian. <laughs> I, got I can't do accents to save my life. Uh, but uh, due respect to our Australian <laughs> brethren for, for that really gr- great sense of, well, you know, you answered the call just to, just to get on with a wedding. Nothing would put you off. Yeah, no, yeah. good for them. Do you respect? Right, I, I could never do that though, and uh, that, that's another good reason for never even changing lenses. Just, <laughs> just in case two primes on your bodies. In case that's a snakes it. Snakes going there. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> we have a snake in Spain actually. He's, he lives. He lives in the. He wraps himself around the chimney at the top. Does he? Yeah, and he, is he, he deadly? No, I don't think so. It's probably like a um, Span- know, the equivalent of an adder or something. I would Spanish imagine. Cerveza but snake. They're big, big, big old snakes. Are they huge. And the um, but he's after the baby chicks in the um oh, in the chimney in the winter so much not right. not so much in the summer because there's no it's just up there basking, nothing lives there in the shedding summer. skin but it just disappears in the summer yeah yeah in australia you're never more than um what did that guy say to us when we went to that 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 snake and reptile farm last year he said something like you're never more than six or seven feet away from a snake wherever you are in australia all the time it's, it's true about rats in this country yeah, isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well just to, if you're going on australia this uh, this summer enjoy yourself no, <laughs> i'd love to go but things like that is what is what <clears throat> we saw nothing absolutely saw nothing we we wandered through bush all you have to do is you have to stamp a bit yeah but i've got gout that would that would it just wouldn't work well, you'd be dragging really your foot. Hurt. You'd be dragging it. They'd hear you. <laughs> this thing, what is this thing coming towards us? Right. Your uh, question. I've got a lovely question Go from um, Chris McSherry. So Chris has been emailing us several times, and actually I met him last week in Dublin, or was it Belfast? I think it was Belfast. Belfast. Uh, a workshop I did. And um, really nice guy, a couple of beers. He was on, on two of my workshops while I was out there. And I'll read the question out. Okay, I've had a crazy week that I have to share. I promise there, there is a question at the end of this. I attended Kevin's street and wedding workshops in Belfast, had a great time and learned a lot. Um, he used up some smiles, he says. <laughs> I then went on a holiday with my girlfriend to Edinburgh the day after the wedding workshop. Little did she know I planned to propose to her on this trip. Oh, sweet word. Yeah. Excited to see the city with an ex-pro around my neck, I left my bag with the engagement ring on the tram. <laughs> oh, no. I think my heart sank to the very underground oh. Edinburgh, of Edinburgh itself. <sighs> After tram spotting for an hour, we managed to get it back with some very helpful staff. Oh, there's a nice ending. The transport system is mm. A+. Plus. Mm. Now, what he doesn't say is whether he'd said to his girlfriend at that point, oh, I've left your engagement ring on the train. Oh, that would have been interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, or whether he just said, oh, I've left a bag on the train. You must help me find it. Hopefully it's that, but who knows. Yeah. Anyway, armed with the X-Pro2, 23 F2, and the Manfrotto Pixie. There we go. Setting the camera on an interval timer to take a shot every second, I managed to capture the whole proposal with Edinburgh Castle in the background. Oh, she said yes. Yeah. I used up some of my smiles. Isn't that <laughs> lovely? Oh, he's such oh. a nice guy as well. Um, and and, uh, you know, the, the the fact that he filmed it himself, he shot it himself, and I've seen the pictures on his Instagram. Check out his Instagram, Chris McSherry. I'm going to um, do that now. Chris Mc- is, is, that, is that the... Oh, well, I'll look it up. Yeah, um, yeah. I think if you just type Chris McSherry into Instagram, you'll find I'm it. I'm looking it up now. Uh, it's such a lovely story. And, um, and, and then he goes on to say, for fun, we thought it would be a good idea to get a disposable camera loaded with Ilford XP2 Super 400 from the right. chemist. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it peculiar that God, you have... You know how to have fun. Isn't it peculiar you have to go to the <laughs> chemist to get these things Um, but my luck on trams was about to repeat itself heading back to the airport on the last day the camera slipped from my pocket smashed to pieces I gathered it up and dropped it in to be developed it'll be a long two weeks to see if these memories were saved or even captured (laughs) so after that the question is do you use film (laughs) 
Uh, not necessarily for work with personal projects or just to experiment with maybe Neil even has some radioactive film lying around Um, P.S. on an amazing note I did arrive home engaged in a brand new Fujifilm X70 waiting for me Um, I know the fiancé also enjoys the podcast look at this I've got the uh, here it is Um, so if you want to go and see this picture it's Chris McSherry Photography is his Instagram name and look that's um, I mean that Fat, that's, a, that's a perfectly composed yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah, I think it's incredible. You can't get better than that, can you? No. We've we've got Edinburgh Castle sort of, not quite on the third, but up in the top right-hand corner. Perfectly placed, yeah. it would seem to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, look at that. And I know Edinburgh I'm quite well. That's, that's basically about the best place you can do that, you can choose <laughs> as well. Um, that's awesome. But now, of course, he's set a precedent, so he's going to have to photograph his own wedding. Yeah. <laughs> There's some super, super pictures on your Instagram. I love the one of the uh, of the little kid in the front pew here. He's just holding he's, he's holding something in front of his um, his face, like he's really bored. Like, Ooh. and and what's written on the board that he's holding up is "Hurry up, I want cake." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. I tell you what, on um, yeah, oh Chris, that was that's a really lovely story. I'm I'm chuffed for you, mate. Well done, and your wife to be, yeah, girlfriend. So go on, then film. Do you use it? Uh, uh, no, no. I, I I would I would be disingenuous to say yes. I do have film cameras. I do have bought film in the past, and I have stuck them in fridges. Um, but I haven't really done anything of earnest with them. One of the things that I keep, I've got on my little to-do list of life is actually to go on a film workshop. Really? Um, and just because well, which which one would you choose? Do you know of any? No, no. Okay. Well, I'm, so I mean, I haven't, I haven't investigated that. Right, okay. I, I'm sure there are plenty. Yeah. Um, but I would like to do that. I'd like to do just from a mindfulness point of view. Yeah, I'd love to be able to, you know, kind of make sure that I've got the blinking stuff fill loaded properly, and you know, and 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 all that kind of stuff, and use my really old Mamiya rangefinder. Oh, thing. proper old one. And. And do it, and without worrying. And, yeah. You know, the thing with digital is you're constantly chimping and checking and yeah. taking hundreds of pictures of the same bloody thing because you can. Yeah. And so I'd like to do it, not not because I expect to be able to take nice pictures, but just from the mindfulness point of it. I'd love yeah, that. Yeah, I still got, um, I did a 15, 16, 17 years ago, whatever it was now, when I did a, I did a, a college course to get a, a qualification. Not not that I, I believe you necessarily need one to work in this industry, not at all. Um, but uh, I, I did it, I think, because I wanted to to, to know what it was like to do projects, um, and um, I've I've got I still got a Nikon F five, uh, mm. which was a super super mm. camera, really heavy. I mean, you could really knock somebody out with this thing. Yeah. But um, I keep meaning to load it up with uh, with some more film, go out and do some, actually. Yeah, we should do it sometime. Yeah. You know, when we get all that time that film, we, yeah, we keep talking about? Yeah, when yeah. we don't have to record well, podcasts at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah, but obviously <laughs> now that we're running, you're running for president, um, yeah. President Mullins, uh, yeah. I mean, time's going to become even harder to find, really. And maybe, we, maybe we'll just have a, um, yeah. like, every Monday of the of each month, first See, Monday of each month is another, another no law. digital equipment. Yeah, no, digi- no digital Mondays. No digital Mondays. Would that, would that work, you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Easily. Kids can't use phones. Nobody will need. No, no nobody. nobody the internet's shut down for one everything. day. Everything, yeah. No, I mean, who would need I'm not things sure like aeroplanes and medical equipment? I'm not stuff. sure there's a winning policy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think it's, I don't think it's, it's as ludicrous as some of the actual policies that are in real a, life. It's already slipping out of our hands. Well, look, well, look at that. I mean, um, in the first half here, we've, we've managed to do um, half an hour before we've... Eaten. <laughs> 
even got to the interview we've only done two, two questions. And it's still dark outside. I know. Look, should we do another quick question uh, from Dwayne Barber? And then it's the interview. Um, guys, have you experimented or applied hybrid photo and video, in brackets, photography into your wedding work? Or, or that could be any work. Do you have personal tips and tricks while working in both mediums with Fujifilm? Good question, Dwayne. Um, have you done I don't suppose do you have oh, I haven't done it on any commercial basis but I've done it in my YouTube videos quite a bit oh, right. so course, yeah. I, you know I've, I've filmed stuff and then chucked in a whole load of um, stills but mm. but I haven't done it in, in any kind of concept form so right. like a wedding for example you've done it I'm sure you've I have done yeah it. it's really difficult to do yeah the two are counterintuitive you know, one one you're thinking about shutter speed, mm. and well, you don't have to. I mean, you can have a shutter speed of whatever you like to record video. But mm. if you want that nice sort of smooth look, then you're you're trying to choose a fiftieth of a second. Yeah. And of course, then that introduces uh, if you want to work wide open, that introduces other issues mm. of having to um, pop a um, an ND filter or, or mm. you know, a graduated filter or whatever you want to do on mm. the on the front of your camera. So then you know, which I don't. I don't use when I'm shooting usually um, because if I want the shutter speed to be um, whatever, if I want to use a, a shallow depth of field, I use the electronic shutter to to get below the the number that I need to because you've only got an eight thousandth of a new mechanical on the XT3 eight thousand. Yeah, um, electronic will go up to thirty two thousand. Yeah, so yeah. that that so if you're shooting with video, obviously you can't go to ridiculous shutter speeds. No. Um, so the two the two are counterintuitive. Mm. Um, I find it does sound difficult, and I find it. I'd have to have one camera set up for video and one set up for. And it's quick to make your to to change. It is quick to change. Well, the XT three now you can have different independent settings for stills and video, so which yeah. is much better than it was yeah. with the XT two. Yeah, but still, it would make my my brain would explode with anxiety if I was to do that at the wedding. Yeah, because I'm thinking about the the aperture and, mm-hmm. and and I think of it in an entirely different way. Mm. And I think actually mentally it's count, it, it's counterintuitive for mm. me, more, perhaps more than mechanical. Now, yeah, that's true. So the answer is no, not really, Dwayne. But uh, but thank you very much for your question. This week's guest is not an established pro, which is unusual, perhaps. Though the two weeks spent on the other half interviews did break from the norm too. No, this week. I want to introduce you to somebody very special who's only just found photography in terms of making pictures with some kind of uh, purpose or, or direction. Mandy Burton's project, 100 Strangers and Their Dogs, I hope will be an inspirational wake-up call to those of us, and I include myself here, Kev, from the, the professional world, who've been meaning to work on or complete that personal project we've been procrastinating on forever and for those who listen to the show who don't pay the mortgage from this very fine art i hope mandy will be an excellent motivation to to jump into your own projects to have faith and and embrace an i can attitude instead of well when i've done this i might approach so let me introduce you to the architect of a project that challenged the photographer to exit her comfort zone from the off but where did it all start for her? My affair with sort of taking pictures um, started on my phone and then I got the uh, Nikon D3100 um, and upgraded to the 7200. And then um, I was reading something online and um, they were talking about a brilliant little street sort of uh, photography camera, um, the, X, the X10. So I looked on eBay and I picked up an X20 and I fell in love. Um, I, I was using the Nikon 7200, but the, um, the X20 was, oh, it, 
it was just magical. And last year, I think it was about last May, just before I started the project, I was um, looking on Facebook in the marketplace and um, I saw a, a Fuji, Fuji X-T20. So I picked that up. Um, a guy had split up with his girlfriend and um, so was selling it really cheap. So every cloud and all that. <laughs> um, so so I got that. Oh, man, loved it. It came with two kit lenses, just the XC lenses. But the 16 to 50, I think it was, was a great one. And then I picked up the 35mm 1.4, which that just like that stirred something in my loins, I must say. Um, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, of course you are. You're much worse on the on the show. <laughs> we get told off for it, but you're allowed. You're allowed. <laughs> Excellent. So that was that that was where I was at um, when the start of the project yeah. began. Um, since I've got um, at the photography show, I picked up um, an XT3, and I've got a shed load more lenses because I. Um, you just you just find your feet, don't you? You find yeah. out what, what, what you like, like not so much zooms, primes for me. You've got this general love of picture making, but it was was it it was a teacher who suggested you needed a project. Did did she say why? And and, and why did she suggest the dog theme, the hun- the hundred dogs and their owners? It was a friend, Kate Green. Um, I've known Kate a number of years. In fact, she's she's a, a professional photographer, and she suggested that um, I, I get the the Nikon D three one hundred in the first place. And then she was round here one night, and I showed her my XT twenty. And then things progressed. Kate got her XT twenty. Um, and then I, I knew she had one of those. Kate teaches at the Mac. She's an amazing human being, an amazing photographer. Um, and um, she's just come back from Syria, actually. She was working with um, refugees. She took some cameras over and helped mm. them, um, you know, the kids and the adults, like, express themselves by taking the pictures. So I, I was struggling with my XT20. I couldn't get the flash to work, so I texted her. I texted, you know, um, help me, Obi-Wan, Kate, Noby, you're my only hope. And she texted back, free to talk, Luke. Yeah, I'm big, big Star Wars fan. Um, so uh, we were chatting on the phone, and and, uh, and I was just saying to her how much I'm absolutely loving um, photography as a medium. I, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm blundering through, but it's 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 just it's incredible. It's exciting. I'm a musician by trade. Um, I, I'm a guitar teacher and a and I play guitar um, in my band. He can write songs, which I've been doing for a number of years. But photography really, oh, it's just just I'm so enthusiastic and I, I I'm really enjoying learning. So anyway, long story short, I tend to ramble. Sorry. <laughs> okay. um, <laughs> so Kate, so we were talking about the mental health benefits. It's um, yeah. uh, um, um, uh, photography as, as, as a medium. And, um, and Kate said, you know what, you should, you should try doing a project. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 I should. You know when you're sort of passing someone off because I'm, a, I'm a, the biggest coward in the world. Um, but so uh, she said, you know, have you heard of 100 Strangers in New York? And I said, yeah, yeah, I think I've seen something, you know, on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere. Um, and she said, what about doing 100 Strangers of Warsaw, which is, is where I live um, in the West Midlands? And um, and I went, oh, no, I don't I really don't think I don't think I could approach a stranger. I, I, one, I might get beaten up, thrown in the canal or something. You know, I don't think I could. And, I, and I'm too shy to talk to um, people. I went, but I, I could do 100 dogs. And then the conversation went on. We, we discovered um, why the flash wouldn't work. And then and then it's like, what about 100 strangers and their dogs? It's like. So I was like, yeah, that'd be brilliant. But so it was, it, was a light, just, it was a light bulb moment. It was, it was, but it was lip service as well because I, I was sort of convincing myself, oh, yeah, 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 I could do that. And then, and, and it was it was almost lip service. 
So that was a, that was around May time. And then that's when it started, because the whole thing starts with, I, I love this story, you're on a bike and you approach this, I think, I, I think there was one aborted mission prior to this guy, but you approach this tattooed muscle guy with his, <laughs> yeah. with his staffy bull terrier. Yeah, fishing rod in his hand. <laughs> Do you remember how it felt, or or how you you know how you felt more appropriately? You see, a few days previous, because I cycled to work and back along the canal, it's absolutely brilliant. But I'd, I'd been practicing cycling up to it, right? Hello, da 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 da. You know, you, you go through it in your head what I'd say because I was toying with the idea, but then then I I didn't think I'd ever do it. And and that that day, something. It was a Friday. It was in June, so there was a there was about two or three weeks since I'd spoken to Kate. So this that is this is practically this time last year, isn't it? Yep, yeah, yep, yep, June fifteenth. Yep. I think it started. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and 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 I remember cycling up, and I saw this guy with the retriever, the the, the guy that I was too scared to ask, and, and I thought, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Cycled up straight past. Could I just couldn't? I was I was just like I bottled it, and then I was so so angry and disappointed at myself and I rode on for maybe I don't know maybe another two minutes and then I saw this this massive guy coming up and uh, I thought well if I can ask him I can ask anyone and before I knew it I'd braked and blurted out at about 100 miles an hour excuse me I'm doing a project called 100 strengths and their dogs is it okay if I take your picture um you know um well uh, it's okay if it's a no but if I could just that would be any and he's just looking really bemused just like really chilled out and relaxed in the sunshine he went yeah that's absolutely fine and it was like um so I got my camera out my bag my hands were shaking so much I'm surprised I didn't drop it in the canal and um <laughs> And I was holding it up like, oh god, oh god! I had it. I think it was aperture priority, um, and 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 I, I knew nothing about um, lighting or direction of the sun. I just thought that from I think when you know you hear people talk, keep the sun behind you. So I had the sun behind me, and he looked a bit like a raccoon because you know the the harsh shadows because it was around midday, yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't know any of that. So I just took about three or four shots. Went, oh thank you, showed him the back of the camera. Tried to get it in my bag, but I swear my hands were just like <laughs> got on my bike, hold onto the handlebars best I could with jelly arms. Tried to pedal, my foot slipped off the pedal. It must have looked like oh my life, what is up? It's with like a carry on film. <laughs> yeah. It was a proud moment. It was a small win, one small step for man, but one massive step for man. Well, it was. It was the massive. <laughs> it was the massive leap that that started the whole thing. I, this says there's another reason that this is all resonating with me at the moment. And I thought about this a while while I was out walking this morning. We've got a dog on loan, if you will, at the moment. Aww. Little Frankie, the brother-in-law's um, and sister-in-law's uh, pooch. And it occurred to me that dog owners are in the main very approachable and love to talk. If yes. you have a dog. But of course, Absolutely. it's different when you haven't got a dog and suddenly you're firing up to them with a camera and <laughs> asking them for a portrait. If you're being approached by a non-dog walker, has, has, has that been an issue or, or has that broken down as you've just become far more, uh, well, I was going to use the word resilient, but I'll use the word confident with, with your patter and what you say to get yourself in the position of making the picture for, for this project? Well, I, I usually approach them. Obviously, I'm on my bike and I'll break and they'll just look at me like, what are you doing? And um, and, and I'll just say, oh, your dog's really cute. And this is like straight from the heart because I can't resist them. Dogs dogs give, my, give me my courage. Mm. So I'll stop and then I'll, I'll just chat about their dog. Uh, and then um, I'll say, um, uh, actually, I'm doing a, a photography project. Would it be possible to take your picture? And I've only had in the whole, I mean, I must have asked what I'm on. I'm a new project. I'm on about number 38. 
So in about the 138 people, I've probably had about four or five say no. And there were wow. genuine reasons, like um, somebody had just uh, lost a dog in the family, so they were quite upset. But I've since okay. taken their picture in the new projects, but I bumped into them by accident. How do the dogs react to you? Because you, you do jokingly term the project now as, as dogs and their humans. But yeah. I, I mean, I saw one picture of a border collie lurching out at you, and it it didn't look too pleased. Its owners seemed quite amused by the whole thing, but it it seemed quite intent on becoming a photographer itself and having your camera. Oh, that that was uh, that was Sadie. That was in the pet shop. I remember. Um, yeah, she. Uh, it was just because. Um, I mean, the dogs are generally great. They just move around a lot, and um, they they uh, you you've, you've got to kind of hope for the best. But I, you know, um, but I've got this noise that I do. Now, I'll come back from the microphone in case it thinks it's a Donald <laughs> Duck noise. It goes like this, <laughs> and you do that, and the dog cocks its head or jumps up, or and that's how you get the attention. So I don't have any squeakers in my bag or anything. Did, any did you know this before you started pho- photographing dogs, or is it something you do for your because you're, you're a dog? owner they blank me Dexter's oh, <laughs> asleep at the moment okay. and Obi's lying upside down and didn't even look around when I make the noise my dad taught me to do that noise when I was little he taught me two <laughs> things one was to burp talk and the second one was to Donald Duck talk so you know I am, I am a great deal everything else was left up to myself so I was a bit feral as a child but, how, um, how, how do you pose the people do you go look for a place to sit with a dog or is it simply a, a stand where you are and and I'll make what I can from that moment. Maybe you did mention that when you started, you were thinking, right, do I shoot into the light, with the light, against the light, side light? I mean, th- this this project for you has been an education in process, uh, in progress rather, all the way along. And it still is, you know, like every day really is a school day. And it's, um, um, as, as I say, every, every step of the process, I'm absolutely um, enthralled by this this learning photography business um some people direct the shot they're like where do you want me and it's just like where you are is fine because I, I like to cause as least trouble as I can because one I, I I feel very grateful that they're stopping and letting me take their photo because I'll always send them the photo too and two I um I just don't I don't want to trouble them and I don't want to stress the dogs out and I just want them to be themselves well what does the family say then I mean is it uh, you, you've said you've always got your camera with you is it a case of mom leave them be stop <laughs> or do you or do you tend to do this when when you're just out and about on your own so that you can concentrate what you want to do and nobody else is saying oh not again really mostly when I'm on my own but um because um the only time I can't take my camera is when I've got the dogs because I've got two dogs and it's, it's just impossible. Um, but, um, yeah, they're, they're really good, actually. Like, um, the first project ended up sort of snowballing into a blog, which I'd never done before, and I still don't know what I'm doing, but I, I, I just sort of use it as an online diary mm. of, of the stuff. And it ended up being a book from loads of people asking me, um, please make it into a book, just just random strangers. So I hadn't got a clue again, but my partner is, is absolutely brilliant on um, – on, on, on Word and we Canva and WordPress and just helped me get the whole layout and, and, and everything together. So it ended up being a book. What I'm really hoping to achieve with, with our chat as, as, it, uh, as people listen to it right now is that for all those that say, I really want to do a project, oh, I just, you know, I'm not sure if I can do that or, you know, I've got this idea. And, it, and you reminded me a lot of, of um, and it is courage. I remember going on holiday with, uh, with the family to Daytona a few years back and um, I just I got a bit of cabin fever and I just because it was a big family holiday. We had you know, grandparents with everybody. We all went en masse. I don't think yeah. America knew what had hit it. Um, <laughs> and um, 
I, I went out one day and I said, right, I'm going to, because I don't do it myself because of the documentary work I do. I never ask permission to go and take or make a picture. So yeah. I went and asked strangers in Daytona if I could make their picture. And it, do, it does, um, it, it, it does command a certain amount of courage to, to do that. And, but it did become easier. And it was about, for me, it was about, I don't know, the seven, eight, ninth person on that particular day. Now, this is a long tail project for you. For that day, it was a short tail project for me, using a, a dog analogy, if you like, <laughs> with just a few. But w- when did it become easier? Was it 10 dogs, 25 dogs in, 30 dogs in? Well, at what point did you think, yeah, I can do this? It didn't really happen for me. But as, as I said, I'm the world's biggest coward. Like, I, I finished the first project and, and, and I felt really, really sad and I missed it. And that was about October. And then February time, I thought, right, I've missed this so much. I really want to do it again. But it took me maybe not as long. That's the dog grumbling. It took me maybe not as long to, to summon up the courage. But it, it's like... Do you remember the old Evil Knievel? I do, uh, yeah. And you'd <laughs> take it motorbiking and you'd yeah. wind it up round and round and round. And that's what it's like for me every time you kind of wind it up, wind it up. Right, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to. So to start the new project, it was, it, it, oh, I felt all those same fears again, but it's just overcoming them every single time. And some some days it's, it isn't as bad mm. or um, if you're just feeling, you know, you surprise yourself and you're like, well, that, that wasn't bad. So being asked by Wex to do an inspirational oh, talk no, on no. the subject, I mean, there was another opportunity to demonstrate this newfound courage, it seems to me. Well, I, I went into the Birmingham store of Wex to, to get um, a couple of lenses and um, not at the same time, just uh, progressively. And, and I got chatting to the manager, uh, Adele, there and um and I had a book in my bag and she looked and she went, look, can I have one of those straight away, please, for my husband for Christmas? They're fantastic. And then so that that was then. And then about March time, I was uh, cycling um, from work and, I, and the call came in my little earbuds I was listening to. And um, it was an unknown number. Now, I'm those cowards that don't answer the phone if I don't know the number. I'll let them leave an answer phone message, which is bad, really, if you're a guitar teacher, because you get a lot of these. All that business. So, <laughs> it's like no I'm not doing it not doing it um but um so she she called me I answered the phone it was a sunny day I must have been feeling confident ducks you know all the new new babies born on the canal it was brilliant so I answered it and it was Adele so we had a chat and she went I've got a proposal for you it's like okay then and she said um now I haven't put it to the powers that be yet because I just wanted to run it past you because I know what you like I wonder if you do an inspirational talk and I went um carry on so the project had taught me to 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 be brave you know the cowardly lion was was finding its suit of armor through dogs and cameras and she went just just you know could you do could you do a talk about the project because I think people would genuinely be interested and would love to hear about it and your journey and 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 it's like you really think so and she went I really do can I just put it to the powers that be and I went Okay, then. So again, lip service thinking, do you know what? She'll put it to the powers that be. It'll take months. It won't happen. This is what I thought. Within three days, that was a Saturday. On the Monday, I had an email from the um, events organiser at WEX just going, ever so glad that you're going to do this project. (laughs) They'd assumed already. (laughs) Proper like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? You know, and I was very, very touched that Adele had, you know, believed in me to, to think that I could do this. And she's like, we'll help you. If you need any help, we'll help you. So I, really not understanding what was involved, 
agreeing to something that I didn't really know. So I couldn't be really terrified. But and how many, how many people were there? Do you remember? I, I, um, there, were, there were a lot of friends that came yeah. and acquaintances. Kate came with her photography group from Good. the map, Good. which was lovely. So you had quite and a few then, faces in front of you. And some random strangers came as well. A guy came from Shrewsbury. He said, oh, he said, I saw this at the photography show in the, um, in the booklet for Wex. And he said, and I fancied it. He said, I really hope you do it again because I want to come and see you do Brilliant. it again. Brilliant. New people said that, which was amazing. You, you quote a line from the Christopher Robin movie. And, and yeah. this, this is where I'd, I'd like to just close. Life is like a bicycle. You have to keep moving forward to keep stability. I know you quote a few other lines from, yeah. from, from it as well. But, and I love that phrase. And I, I think you've learned a lot. Um, and a photographic project, whether you're a pro or an amateur, is is really important. Finding some kind of some kind of reason, Mandy, or structure for making pictures apart from yeah. what you regularly do. What yeah. what what have you what have you learned photographically, technically, and and maybe for you as a person, a men- mental state thing, perhaps? Um, well, I, I I was bought a badge recently saying I hate people. <laughs> right now, I don't no. I don't hate everyone. I just, just I prefer dogs. But it's helped me um, relate to, to people that the, the differences, are, you know, there's more similarities between us and there's more bonds between us than, than the differences. Um, and uh, like photography-wise, it's, 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 it's taught me, taught me a, a shed load of things, you know, about reading the light, about, um, you know, I shoot fully manual now, so... Um, I mean that 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 happened pretty towards the end of the project as well, um, and and a mess up, and I, and I do mess up, and I get loads of blurry shots, and I and 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 I get you know oh I could have done that better, I could have done that better, but this but it's 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 it, it's inspiring me to strive to be better all the time, to just be better, just just be better at everything, you know, and just but I don't mean better than someone else, I just mean better for myself. Um, it brings us closer. It, it brings you in touch with yourself more. It brings you in touch with the dogs. It brings you in touch with. It's just. It's the most fantastic thing um, that 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 you could do. It's just absolutely brilliant, and I and, and I, I can't wait to just keep keep on this path because I'm I'm just loving it. My thanks to Mandy Burton. We will of course include links on the show notes which you'll find within your app show descriptions or, of course, at fujicast.co.uk. And as a side note, Mandy is pretty active in the Fujicast Facebook group, so you can ask further questions in there too. Right, back to questions. Um, Kev, I think you're, um, you're due to go... Do you go first on this one? Let me, let me, because Kev's on the paperless system. I am indeed, yeah. Um, save the trees. So <laughs> I, I have a... See, there's another policy for, for your president's Absolutely, presidency. Yeah. Save, save the, the trees. trees. Uh, Philando Jones. Jones. Philando Jones? No, there's no N. It's an M. No, but underneath his email says Philando Jones. Oh, yeah. He's written his own name wrong. Yes, Philando. Philando. See, if you let you me... spelt your surname wrong. If you let me put this on paper, I'd have corrected that. Hmm. <laughs> Not worth the trees, though. <laughs> he spelt your name wrong as well, in fairness. I know. Hello, Neil and Kev. It's Philando Jones. You from, can't get Kev wrong, though, can you? Not really. From no. Charleston, South Carolina, uh, South Carolina in the US. Yep. Thanks for answering my question way back in episode six about storytelling. I learned, oh, We should have known the name then. I learned my lesson and uh, included where I'm located this time. Okay. Sorry, yes. Um, See, on paper, I know, I'd have edited I know, all that I know, bit I know, out, I see. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
A small fact. He's determined ha- to go through with this. <laughs> there has been a direct flight uh, flight from London to Charleston and vice versa via British Airways that started this summer. I'd love to one day do street photography in London. Whoa. I thought he was going to invite us to Charleston then. That would have been nice. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, my question to you is, I saw this question on the Facebook group in photography uh, and uh, in a photography group and thought your input would be interesting to hear on this topic. In the unfortunate event of a failed <laughs> marriage oh, of a dear. couple yeah. whose wedding you photographed, yeah. would you continue to show those pictures to clients mm. and prospects or would you remove them from your website and social media out of respect? What a good question. Do you consider your past client or your business in this matter? I'm going to send a Philando Jones uh, the simplest track. I thought you were. Because I, it's a very yeah, clever, a, yes. very, good, very, very good question. Um, Do you know of all, all the questions that... Um, that you expect to answer about wedding photography this is this is probably not one of them and it, actually for those that aren't even into wedding photography you'd you'd be thinking okay yeah what would well, you do yeah and and i mean my answer is very simple i'd carry on using the pictures oh yeah why uh and possibly it's never happened but even if they asked me to take them down i would carry on using the pictures <gasps> why because it's my business right simple as that it's not it's not my fault that their their marriage failed my business is built on showing pictures and yeah. that's it i mean i've got a um i've been married twice right i don't expect no my this is your second isn't it yeah that's twice isn't it oh yeah it's twice, twice is the same I, as second sorry <laughs> i was thinking twice before i was thinking hang on he's collecting he's no, collecting no, wives no i i fully intend not to do another one <laughs> that's for sure um i'm perfectly happy hey this is news for Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> jeff goldblum be on the phone um but but and i would never consider saying to the photographer of the first wedding yeah you know don't i mean i can't i was on film so but yeah, I, yeah. I i no it's my business that's you know it's no that's mm. it that's my answer mm. simple no um i'm kind of similar with you in that one uh although if i'm asked then i will take it down yeah i mean i i have a caveat in the um yeah. the being asked bit because i've never been asked yeah. and and so perhaps I, I'm, you know it depends on circumstance and various things like that but but generally no so I, i've got one particular image i i absolutely adore and uh, I know that that couple are now no longer together. Um, but she is a friend of mine on all sorts of social media platforms, and she's seen this thing being used, and she's never mentioned it. Yeah. So I've just I've just carried on. I've thought, well, you're. I mean, it's not of her and him. To be fair, it's just her. I honestly, so. I honestly don't think it would be in their thought process. To be totally honest you don't with think you, so. I mean, let, let's face it, it. You know, if a marriage fails, it's not it's not going to fail. It, quickly after the wedding it's going to be a few years down the line hopefully wow. i would think no i had one that went went on the honeymoon only recently well, okay yeah. there are exceptions i didn't course. even get to blog stage yeah i mean i've had them i've had somewhere they've not collected their album and they've they've, they've split up so they've not done that but um what's the closest you've ever had somebody cancel because they've separated oh I've, I've been pretty lucky with that it's all you know the cancellations i've had have usually been nine ten months not uh-huh. they haven't fallen into the into the penalty contract clause so that was going to be my next question but i've i've had two um situations in as many years yeah. um, over the last couple of years uh where people have separated with um less than a month to go to the wedding mm. and on both occasions i've i've um kept the deposit but i've i've not i've not implemented the um uh, the cancellation policy you see I, I mean i don't know do you know why they split up 
one of them they decided in fact this was with two weeks to go two weeks to go mm. they decided that it just wasn't for them mm-hmm. and um the way it was i mean i i i, sh- I shouldn't shouldn't perhaps uh, be be quick to to rise to some sort of judgment, but it, it felt to me like he'd been a bad boy, and um, and it had uh, just collapsed. So well, now I felt one. like I wanted to charge him. Yeah, I would have. But but uh, he was a slippery character, honestly, and horrible with it. And I thought, do I want a battle with you? Or and he started, you know, the whole. Um, he was a lawyer. <laughs> oh, well, okay, that ch- and, that does uh, change things and, quite dramatically. And at that point, I thought, you know what? <clears throat> I don't really want to battle with you. No, you I'm, sound nasty anyway. You have to. You do have to make a judgment call. But, I, but then I think he went on the offensive. Yeah, because he knew that there was a cancellation policy. He went absolutely full out on the offensive. And I thought, you know, sometimes in life, just you just go. gotta let it go. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I, I mean, my like I said, I've not been in that situation that close, but. My, my so no, he wasn't a lawyer. She was a lawyer. My, my, Sorry, yeah. My attitude is generally that you know, if they call and say, you know what, we're, we're postponing the wedding, we're canceling the wedding because you know somebody's ill or whatever, then yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna. Even though it's in my policy, in my in my contract that they should still pay, um, I, you know, I'm going to take ethical policy into place. Yeah, I my think own you mind. Have to, yeah. Um, but if they ring up and say, you know what, um, the grooms run off with a bar. Barmaid from Tallinn. Why Tallinn? Uh, no reason. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered if you had experience with Tallinn. Um, I've been there. Uh, anyway, so I would, um, I would be after that money like a, like a, like a Jack Russell like a, going yeah, like, after a rat, like my horrible dog <laughs> licking stuff. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I would be after that money yeah. for sure. Yeah. Vicious, wouldn't you? Yeah, vicious. Because it's business, you know, and and this would, it, it, it's real life. It's mm. not. This isn't some kind of fantasy that we're living. It's business, and we've got to feed our kids and everything. Um, but you, you know, you do have to take each each thing mm. on its merits mm. and and problems and everything. So yeah, Philando, uh, the answer is yes. I would carry on using the pictures personally. Uh, for almost, uh, I think, the second time in a couple of weeks, maybe we did this last week as well, certainly the week before, uh, I'm uh, my strap is going at the same... I thought I was going to beat you to the strap this week, but I'm not. Uh, my uh, simpler strap is going to Matthew Stella, and I live in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. I primarily shoot street photography, but occasionally weddings and portraits. I focus a lot on poverty and homeless. I'm in no way trying to exploit them or make them look bad. And that's a very difficult thing to do, I think, when you're working yep. on poverty projects. Yeah. I try to. And there's there's only a few people in my mind that have managed to make it work. Jim Mortram is yeah. one of them. Yeah. Um, but he's absolutely invested in yeah. the local people that he he lives with, and so therefore the stories he tells. I mean, I, I genuinely know that he cares for them, and mm. I, mean, I mean with a capital C as well. Yeah. He actually does do stuff for them that has nothing to do with photography at all. Yeah. And then there are other photographers who I really admire the work of. I mean, Lee Jeffries comes to mind. Now, I can't say he doesn't care for them, because no. that would be ridiculous to say. Yeah. But his work is, I think, slightly different to Jim Mortram's. Yeah. I think. I think, anyway, and I've, I've seen various documentaries oh, and things about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, beautiful work. I mean, yeah. incredible work. And actually has done a lot for for um, raising awareness of poverty mm-hmm. uh, and homeless issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but two entirely different kinds of work. Mm-hmm. I try and capture pure moments, and it typically ends up in a very long conversation with my subjects. 
In episode number 12, so this is going way back actually, you guys talk about the ban of street photography and how important it is to document history. I'm a strong believer in taking photos to capture that moment in time and will always have a camera with me. Would you have any tips on getting work into galleries or even holding a solo exhibition? Love what you guys are doing and the passion behind it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, Matthew Stella, I am sending you um, that strap. Thank you very much for your question. Kev, what about... Uh, I mean, you've had you've had quite a lot of exhibitions, actually. I've had a few, but it's always been organised by, uh, you know, essentially come through the Fujifilm link. Um, so I haven't ever really had to put any graft into it myself. But, I mean, much like everything in this industry and life to a certain extent you know it's not just going to happen things like this will not just happen it's very unlikely somebody some random gallery is going to ring me up or you up or uh, you know the, i don't know lee glasgow or, or, or matt hart or anybody mm. and just go really love your work we'd like to put on an exhibition of your of your content um, I mean, that only happens to people like Don McCullen, I should think. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is the point I'm trying to make. And uh, so unless you, you kind of do it yourself and get yourself out there and, and you know, chase it. And I know the question is, you know, have you any experience of setting up a solo exhibition? I haven't. But I would imagine it's a simple case of, for example, in Malmesbury, where I live, there's a town hall and you can rent the lobby area. Mm. Um, Malmesbury Snappers, which is a, a um, group of photographers in Malmesbury, they rent it. They usually rent it 18 months in advance for a week or a weekend I like that title Malmesbury Snappers Malmesbury Snappers yeah <laughs> and then they uh, they each get some pre- I'm, I'm, I don't particularly I mean I know the guys but I don't I, I don't really have time to, to kind of get involved with it but they uh, they rent it they rent the space and they, they make their prints and they frame it and they put them up there and they sell them for that week They one of the, the Snappers one of the Malmesbury Snappers sits there on his little chair and with a little cash machine and people come in and buy their pictures and then after a week they take them the ones that i'm sold down and uh, and away they go so it's just a case of doing it (laughs) make it sound like you live in a village of gnomes (laughs) he sits there on his little chair and his little prints yeah it is pretty similar uh, do you know what i went to the the mom's beer festival a couple of weeks ago Mm. and ray bless him who's you know he's, he's getting on a little bit now he was he was he used to organise the whole of the beer festival, but now he's just in charge of the tickets on the door. Right, and he they've given, they've given Ray a job. They've given him a job, but bless him, they've given him a technical job. So he's right. got an iPad, right, all right, and okay. a, a Stripe card machine. Yeah, yeah. So now it costs eight pounds to get into this this yeah. thing. Uh, and it's all for charity. All the money goes to the to the schools. The time you got the zero, you were charged eight hundred. <laughs> no, uh, not quite. But so I said to Ray, I said, right, okay, I'll have um, I'll eight pound to come in. And I said, and then uh, just because the beers are quite strong and they're one pound fifty a beer, you buy them, in t- you buy the. Cool, tickets. that's a good price. You buy the tickets, yeah. and uh, I said, and so I'll have uh, just range up to fifteen. Oh, make it easy, fifteen pound fifty. Um, and he went, okay, Kev. And he pressed into all his things, and then he pressed his button, and he went. That'll be twenty four pound fifty, please. <laughs> and I looked at him. Did you give Ray the twenty four fifty? Of course Tell I did. did. Yeah, yeah, of course I did. I, I could just see in his face. He knew that he'd kind of got it quite a little bit wrong. He couldn't yeah. quite understand what had gone wrong. And I, I just took one look at the the app on the iPad and thought that's going to be a carnage to try and undo that. And the money goes to the school. Um, so yeah, I, we. Um, I just went in and 
drank a couple and then left the rest of the tickets on yeah. the table for somebody else. Well, but Ray was drinking the best. Ray was, when, when, when yeah, was rest when you came Ray out. Ray was probably Ray was under a table. He was mind was sweeping, table? mind sweeping all the tickets <laughs> that he'd <laughs> oversold on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, maybe he had a plan. Yeah. I thought it was a good question, by the way, though, Ma- Matthew, because um, because I do have experience of a couple of um, these occasions. Once uh, with uh, one of my besties, Giles um, Pen founder, we talk mm. about from time to time. He, um, despite being a former conflict photographer, an army photographer and, and documentary photographer, he, he did a load of really beautiful images of skies. Mm-hmm. And he uh, contacted the local arts centre, uh, took down a portfolio, showed it to them, and they said, great idea, we'd love it. And he, um, he hung his stuff there for a peppercorn fee, I believe. And um, was the intention for him to sell prints? Yes, and he did. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, every, th- I, I think every, I think I'm right in saying that there were prices underneath each of the pictures. Yeah. He certainly sold prints. It's normally how it would work, isn't it? And we have um, something here uh, in this town. I think they, they, every May there's an arts. First, do you have the arts festival? Oh, I can't remember what they call it now. It's uh, where oh, open, open. It's a kind of an open door policy where yeah. you can set your garden up if you yeah. like as, as an art, yeah. art gallery. Yeah, yeah. And he ent- he does that quite a lot as well. Mm. And so he makes his his. Um, his back garden into an art gallery mm. and every weekend for that month people come around and they look at new work that he's done and purchase mm. so i think that's a great idea it's amazing and my own experience is um when i was starting my business i really wanted to get to know as many business people as i possibly could in my local town so i um set up one call it was just called the best of newbury and the reason it was called the best of newbury was there was a website at the time called best of newbury for local businesses and i thought if i jumped on that ship with those people then um, then they would help advertise the whole thing for me and i just um i i asked the local corn exchange if i could set up a studio and i invited people just to it was an open saturday morning people came by and i i must have photographed hundreds of portraits and i used about 20 i think finally including um, I had to use the mayor and I had to use the local MP because the local MP came and actually opened the event. Wow. And, and that was a really good way for me to start my business. I think it cost me 200 quid, hmm. all told. Hmm. I think the prints obviously cost yeah, me a bit more. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but £200 to do the, the whole thing, really. And that was my, my first solo exhibition. That really launched me locally as, I, as a business photographer. I love that idea of uh, Giles, the art gallery the in the garden. Yeah. Well, oh, the yeah, art no, gallery, the art yeah. gallery in the garden. Yeah, yeah. We don't have a front garden, though. We've only got a back garden. You can't get to it either. Okay. Um, well, people use all sorts of places. Not that I would do it, but not like I don't have the kind of pictures he has. But, um, I, I, yeah, I just think that's a, a wonderful, mm. wonderful thought. Mm. What Next time he does it, I want to go. When does uh, he do it? Something. It's, it's May every year. Oh, I missed it then. Yeah. Well, next year. Next it's year. Always next year. Next year. Anyway, yeah. Your, your and thank you, Matthew, for your question. You you yep. get one of the super super straps. Oh, before we do another question, I think we we should do the um, the, the self indulgent minute. No, 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 no. We're not going to call it self indulgent minute. minute. We're just going to call it minute. Minute. First one is from Bertie. Bertie one two three. That's very British. I stumbled upon this uh, here podcast on my cycle ride to work. And I must say, I've listened to the lot in just a couple of weeks. Brilliant, really entertaining, packed with lots of tips, great interviews and information. Neil and Kevin are brilliant hosts. <laughs> Engaging and knowledgeable. <laughs> well, one of those might be true. <laughs> Neil and Kevin are awesome. A great podcast. <laughs> Keeping <laughs> photography great. Uh, real, sorry, not awesome. great. Both well-established photographers commenting on the industry, interviewing interesting people, talking about the business. But more important than this, talking about the emotional roller coaster which is the art of taking pictures. Oh, Thanks, guys. Is. Cannot wait for the next episode. Love your work. And that is from Nick L 7 
um, Ian Statham uh, not just for Fuji shooters great information for all photographers it's like listening to a couple of mates having a chat and a bit of banter and a couple of pints that mm. Ray sold them oh we should have had pints this morning <laughs> yes yeah um, this one just he says, didn't say the Ray bit obviously this, this one's no of course <laughs> Uh, love 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 the podcast it's easy go it's easy going banter almost uh, not about Fuji but encompasses other brands too fun and light hearted with great interviews and that is from Singe 27 Singe Singe I know some of you said in the Facebook group by the way thank you for being part of that the Facebook group is live and uh, very much alive live and kicking live and kicking um, and if you'd like to join it please do go, go on you, you need to um, send in your invite but it, we, we've got a, a couple of admins uh, I was thinking actually we should also uh, because mm. I appreciate that not everybody uses Facebook no, I no. totally understand that so I this that. you know you, you know, don't absolutely yeah. we don't want things going on in there that aren't on the podcast um, but we you know it's more of a kind of conversational so, so people are it's not us posting in there it's other people and you know people are posting pictures of themselves at weddings and you know and one guy was uh, photographing the uh, RIAT the Royal something air tattoo Royal oh I know you mean blah blah blah, yeah, yeah. Um, blah, so blah, blah. He, uh, he was uh, uh, loads of um, him using his camera at the air tattoo and stuff so, so it's you know it's it's just a little chatty place um, I'd like to just give a little plug to Shotkit, something that they wrote recently, which I've been meaning to mention for a long time. Um, and I think I should have mentioned it on the show last week. Um, but um, did you see this bit that uh, Mark wrote for uh, Fuji Cam- the Fuji Camera's Buyer's Guide on, on Shotkit? No. Really interesting. Um, so uh, it's um, shotkit.com forward slash Fuji hyphen camera hyphen guide. And he's written a really good piece about uh, the best, what, what I suppose, what he considers the best Fuji cameras in 2019. And That's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he's got different labels. So best value all round, best all round for pros, best image quality. So would you would you agree with this? Best all round um, for pros, X-T3, I think I definitely agree with him. Amazing yes. autofocus, weatherproof body, excellent image quality, improved low light performance. All those things true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see what he's done here, and actually, it does make sense. Best value all round XT30, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, best best incognito for pros X Pro Two. What's that one? Yeah, X Pro Two. Best incognito for pros. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Best oh point- yeah, I see what he means. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. See the little yeah, XF10 yeah, there, that little champagne coloured thing. Mm. I might get one of them. Best point and shoot, he says. Yeah. Easy to use, great image quality, small and lightweight, good battery Teeny. life. Yeah. It's, it's the same. It's, it's, uh, uh, I think it might even be slightly smaller than the X70. Is it? Yeah. It doesn't have a flip screen. It's uh, it's not an X-Trans sensor. No. It doesn't have Acros or anything like that. But it is um, it is a 26 megapixel sensor, whereas the X70 is a 12 or 16 megapixel sensor. But um, I do quite... I like the fact that it's got the snap focus. Yeah. That's that's the thing that I'm tempted by with that camera. Snap focus. Yeah, so you can just set it to like F5, um, two meters at F5 or whatever. Oh, I see. And yeah, it'll, yeah, it'll yeah, do it. yeah, I think the Ricos do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the X70 doesn't have that. Well, maybe that could be a good one to take to Spain. Maybe it would change your mind now. Look. Yeah, it might sell those at the airport. It looks like an airport kind of camera. Yeah, see, and money you spend at the airport actually doesn't officially count. Um, it, it's a bit like Easter eggs, you know, no calories involved. Money yeah. spent in Dixon's or whatever it is. Is it Curry's or Dixon's at the airport? Dixon's. What is it airside? Dixon's, isn't it? Is, is, yeah, money spent there actually doesn't come out your account. It's official. Uh, <laughs> That's what I tell myself. Come back with three laptops. 
every time. Three laptops and a Moulinex <laughs> blender. <laughs> so what do you want a blender for? Well, you never know when you might need one when you're on holiday. Anyway, we're digressing quite a lot here. I thought that was quite an interesting yeah, thing for you to go and look at uh, on, the, on the Shot Kit site. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good article. Kev, your, uh, your question? Have we got time for a few more questions? Uh, yeah, I've got one. I've got one from Greg Smith. Hi, Neil and Kevin. Uh, I have a question for you. Can you go over how you believe documentary wedding photography differs from normal, normal in inverted commas, mm. wedding photography? Ooh. Yes, I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate here, but for the purposes of discussion, I would be interested in your thoughts in an upcoming podcast. Mm. I'm sat here at a wedding while the guests are all eating and I'm thinking to myself, most of what I've shot today so far could be classified as documentary, i.e. unposed, uh, capturing candid moments and so on. So for the purpose of discussion, is documentary wedding photography simply wedding photography minus group shots? Well, we'll make this the last question of the day because there's probably quite a lot to say about this particular one. This is Greg Smith from Huddersfield. Number one Greg Smith from Huddersfield. Number one Greg Smith. From um, Huddersfield. With your thumb up and your smiley face following <laughs> following that question. Yeah. Um, you're sat here at a wedding. Well, that's hardly documentary. Get off your backside, go into the kitchens and start photographing the chef. <laughs> to grab the so food. Number yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> Sitting down at a wedding. What do you think this is? Some time off or something? When you're half hour. Do you know the other day... <laughs> <laughs> the other day, the band wouldn't actually start until they'd had a half-hour break. I was thinking, what have you done? Yeah. You've arrived, you've eaten, and you're having a break. That is how frustrated I get with bands. Mm, I know, I know. And, if, uh, Greg, by the way, you are entitled to sit down and eat at a wedding. It's, you're more than Don't worry. <laughs> I'm being a bit, I'm being a bit, yes, a it's bit of a so-and-so. Because I do sit down and eat. Yeah, uh, although saying that, I did a wedding on Saturday in London, four locations, three taxis. Did uh, they not feed you in 15 hours? No, but they di- I didn't get fed in all that time. However, it was not the bride and groom's fault. They had organised for the restaurant that this... We but went Tamsin to, this had said she was going to restaurant. Tamsin said yeah. to me that, who is not the bride or groom, but she said... Because um, I remember getting the text I from did. She said, Tams- Tamsin, Tamsin came out to me and said, don't worry, we've got some food for you. It's really nice. And uh, and then um, the typical thing happened that they they were prepared, they were going to give me my food straight mm. after this after they'd had their main meal, uh, and that's when the speeches were. And by the time the speeches finished, and that, you know that was it, they were leaving that restaurant, and we went on to the next place. So oh. uh, I didn't get fed, and uh, um, you got grumpy. It was a long day. I, I sent Kev uh, the tube uh, was broke. I sent oh, I sent God. Kev a picture of the lovely cheesecake that had just been served to me. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it a couple of weeks ago. I did. Before that, I did when I didn't get fed, did, you sent me a picture of your three quarters or whatever you were eating. Yeah, no, absolutely. I was proper grumpy about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's the first time ever I've stole a bit of wedding cake. Really? Yeah, I felt like uh, my blood sugar level was so low that yeah, I just, you just I looked over some. both of my shoulders did you? serendipitously. No, not serendipitously. That's fortuitous. Surreptitiously. Surreptitiously. Yeah. And uh, yeah, pl- plunged my hand in. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we like Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Hello, dear. You know that that <laughs> yeah. shoves her head in the cake. Um, so anyway, Greg, back to your question, and it's a good question. It really is a good question, and it's a question actually that I ask myself a lot. Also, you know, is. Well, certainly when I think back to my early days, I, I used to, essentially, if the picture was in focus, I thought it was good. Mm. You know, that's that's essentially <laughs> how it made the cut. And, um, uh, you know, and, and now I often, I often find myself questioning if what I'm doing is right. Am I doing a good job of it? Mm. Am I doing anything more than just snapshots? Am I doing headshots? Um, and that's when it when I try and bring things together. So for me, as a as a documentary wedding photographer, uh, and this would apply to any kind of documentary making. Also, 
I, I try and think about that as a, as a story. Mm. So the whole idea, and we've mentioned it before, start, middle and end, and answering those five W's, who, why, what, where and when. So it's about telling a story rather than just a series of candid, unconnected pictures. Mm. Now, and saying it's that, easy to slip into that. Absolutely. That's what I was about to say. Saying that, I find myself doing that quite a lot mm. also, and I have to catch myself and think, actually, can I do something more here? Um, and that's why I love using my little X70 actually at, at weddings because it's it seems like the perfect focal length, eighteen and a half mil, yeah. and it's it's small enough for me to get really close, but it's also that it, because it's wide, it gets a lot of layering in. Um, so I really love that that camera for that reason. And you know, I find if I'm using the fifty six mil, which I use a lot, then that's more kind of during the ceremony when I'm making um, I want impact pictures and mm. lots of uh, bokeh mm. bokeh. <laughs> whatever you call it blurring us um, actually when we're, when you're president you have to, I'm going to uh, ban that word that word has to go yeah and nobody says it properly it's um, it's really interesting because I think in Japan they it's a Japanese word obviously right but it it doesn't actually if I remember rightly it doesn't actually mean what we think it means does it not it's some kind of optical illusion or something uh, anyway I mean I can understand why people sometimes think oh documentary wedding photographers what do they think they are we're all documentary wedding photographers yeah, we yeah, just don't yeah, do group yeah, shots yeah, um, and yeah. actually we do do group shots you know some maybe just not as many as everybody else and uh, but I do think there's more to it so what is the difference then well I think the difference is storytelling rather right. than just taking snaps the who why what where when yeah and and trying to think of it as a as a in context of what it is and uh, you know it's very uh, for example i do not think and this is me speaking personally it's uh you know your mileage may vary i don't think that if you just if you not just but i don't think if you run around with a uh 70 to 200 on a camera and take 500 headshots albeit candid headshots of people smiling and beautiful smiles and laughter Mm -hmm. and everything personally for me that's not documentary photography that's candid headshots which you know, to some people, could be described as documentary. So, and does it fine. have to have more of the background in it to to represent? I the think story? so. Yeah, I yeah. think I think you have to think about in which case thirty five millimeter focal length, old fashioned focal length would 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 probably be what you're talking about. Yeah, maybe possibly. I mean, I I I think that you have to think about light composition and moment yeah. constantly. Yeah. I think that you have to think about um, the story. You have to think about the elements within that story, then the connections between them, the context of the day. Uh, you have to think about the fact that people will be looking at these pictures in 70 years' time. And if it's just a series of smiley heads, mm. is that going to tell them anything about the day? Or is it just going to remind them of the people that were there? That's that's what I think is the difference. Um, but I totally understand, and I, 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 you know, I don't think negatively negatively of people who think that uh, you know documentary wedding photography is essentially the same as what everybody else does, but without group shots. Mm. I can understand why people think that for mm. sure. I, I like to think that there is something more to it. How about you? I do think it's very, very easy to slip into uh, in, into almost a snapshotography. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Thing. Um, yeah. And the longer sometimes I was at a wedding the other day with just eighteen people in a woods. Now I love that wedding because it was one of those ones I was just told go. And in fact, it's in two parts. I'm doing one one week in the, in do, doing this wedding in the woods with them, and then next week um, is the evening is the dancing evening where they're going to a small club in Luton, <laughs> and they're having two bands. 
So there's Luton. Does Luton still exist? Yeah, of course it exists. Is it? Wow, never heard of that for. I haven't heard of Luton for a long time. Luton Airport. Oh yeah, the airport. Yeah. Yeah. There's for yeah. anybody in in the UK of a certain age that remembers the Luton Airport. Yeah. Without was, the T's in it. That was Lorraine Chase, wasn't Lorraine it? Lorraine Chase. God, yeah. I couldn't remember her name, but you're right. It was Lorraine Chase. Yeah. So um, that's a perfect documentary job for me. But when you're with 18 people for what was seven hours mm. seven no eight uh yeah seven hours seven hours that's a long time to be with a very have you, small have you got a picture of everybody <laughs> <laughs> there's not yeah. one person that you didn't get yeah i've got a picture of every <laughs> single person many times and the cheese and yeah, the ham yeah, 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 and yeah. everything and lots of selfies <laughs> <laughs> i was even doing my own selfies after a while i tell you that i think that eight to eight mil to i think it might even be six mil to like 15 mil lens or whatever mm. it is i might take that to weddings for you know the times when there's well, for selfies yeah you're, you're, you're a tiny little bit you know there's like you've got a bit of time to kill and yeah. you, you know I, i'm gonna really see if i can get my my toes and my nose in the same picture <laughs> but it is difficult when you have only a few people uh, in any kind of documentary sense and you're going to be a long time with them and this could go the same way for when you are with somebody for the whole day and a, and a day in the life shoot for a family oh absolutely i mean they are desperately difficult because really. you find yourself um we've both photographed the same family mm. actually once when you weren't available i went to photograph mm. the family that you're very involved with mm. and um, i was very happy with what i got but it was about six hours mm-hmm. maybe seven hours i don't know mm. and it was with four four people you know two children the uh, the mum and dad oh and, the, and and then occasionally there was grandma and granddad in it very occasionally and then you start looking behind things don't you like shooting through legs of tables mm. Mm from behind uh, bushes um it, it, it's 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 a challenge that one yeah to try and get different angles the thing i think the thing is don't overshoot it mm, absolutely then you need to start thinking about 100 amazing shots or 100 good quality shots yeah. rather than 300 snapshots yeah 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 and, and I, I suppose that brings us back to that idea of i don't know i don't like saying the term spray and pray but the you know the idea of shooting 20,000 frames oh. At yeah. a wedding, I really, I mean, I mean, we, I think we both know people that do do that, yeah, and the images yeah. they make do are amazing. In fairness, they make um, brilliant pictures, but I, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. No, I'm just too old. Don't never get old like me. <laughs> I got all kinds of pains and aches. Oh, uh, it's all wedding inflicted, isn't it? Oh, huh? I got. I'm just old. You're falling apart. I man. am. I need holiday. Wow, that's yeah, a couple of weeks time we start doing the uh, the the Fuji cast. Actually you're in Spain. We still don't know where that's we, gonna we work need, yet. We should call it La Fuji Cast. La Fuji Cast. Yes we should do actually. Well no, Los. La, las Los Fuji Cast. Los Fuji. Well I don't know, you're the Spanish expert, not me. Anyway, um, talking of that, by the way, the payoffs, um, your challenge is to go and get some Spanish payoffs, isn't it? I'm, oh, I can do that. That'll be I'm easy. I want you to get the, the Spanish yeah. bar owner. For the meantime, this week, it's going to be our dear Rosa, isn't My it? My dad's Instagram <laughs> is Kevin Mullins Photography. See his films on YouTube at Documentary Eye. His website is kevinmullinsphotography.co.uk. Or for street workshops, training, and everything Fujifilm, go to f16.click. And mine is... It's going to be from Thomas this week. My dad's Instagram is Neil James. See his films on YouTube at Neil James Photo. His website is neiljames.com for pictures and one-to-one mentoring. And you can hear his other photography podcast, which is called Breathe Pictures, wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, and don't forget his name is spelled 
N-E-A-L-E. A couple of weeks ago, somebody suggested they could start doing the payoffs. And yeah. you, you came up with a great idea, didn't you, of how to send them in? It was simply by... Uh, just do it on, on your phone or something, wasn't it? Do it on the phone, or was it, it send us a, a we transfer or something? Such a great idea, we can't remember. Yeah, no, I, can't remember. I don't use we transfer, it wouldn't have been that. No, just do it on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Just record the audio on the phone. And then how do you get it to us? Well, email it, or... Well, wouldn't that be a massive file? Dropbox. Yeah, okay. We transfer. <laughs> However you get the... I told you I'm getting us. old. It's all gone. <laughs> Everything's going. Yeah. <laughs> get us some of your payoffs, and we'll start to use yours. Yes. You Feel free to put your own websites in it. Yeah, oh, yes. Now, there's a way of getting it. Yeah. Yes. You're in Free marketing. Instagrams. Yeah. Oh, that's... Well, there we go. You've just done it. Thank you for the questions. They are the lifeblood of the show. Um, and we very much appreciate them. Send them to click at fujicast.co.uk. Big love to our friends at Simpler Straps for letting us give away a camera strap each to our favourite email question of the week. Go to simpler.us, S-I-M-P-L-R.us. Music from Blue Wednesday. We will see you next week. Bye-bye.